0: Oh, the sage you see By the dawn's early
1: Delighted What so
0: proudly we hailed At the twilight's last
2: gleaming Whose
0: broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous nights O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly I on We will be a bright place on forever stay, and the stars may go back.
3: It's a cold winter morning here in the Klamath Basin. I'll tell you, it's apocalypse. But we're here. Welcome. And grab a good cup of cocoa or coffee. We've got a lot to cover this morning. Before we get into the morning news and cast, I want to reach out personally To some youngsters in my own family and any other youngsters that deal with mental stressors of society. I'll tell you, a lot of people call it mental health. And that's exactly what it is. Your health with your mental state is very important. It's hard when you're young to understand everything
0: M
4: A
3: X F I E L D. And you can go to TracyMaxfield.com. She offers a variety of information for young people and parents to understand how to deal with these emotional stressors in life. Especially during the winter, it tends to pile up after these holiday periods. You need to take a breath, relax, and always remember there's people there for you. It may not feel like that, and I understand that. I've been there. Being young is the hardest part in life. Understanding everything around you in your world, it's not easy. So get over to Tracy Maxfield. There's a whole encyclopedia of knowledge there so reach out get involved and understand what goes on in our life because the news nowadays can really be depressing that's for sure you've got to remember it's only issues and yes we have to stand up to issues or else they become problems When they become problems, we get kinetic energy happening, and that's not good. So always remember, talk, reach out, and listen to others. Make sure you know what the story is before you lash out. It's very important to understand Let's get into this morning's news. We've got a lot to cover. 21 Saudi cadets to be removed from U.S. training program after the Pensacola shooting. Now, Barr came out this morning with a statement. Let's listen in to what he has to say about
2: this. This was an act of terrorism the evidence shows that the shooter was motivated by jihadist ideology. The shooter arrived by himself. The other Saudi cadets happened to be in the area, and after the attack began, they took some videos of the resulting commotion around the building. While there is no evidence of assistance or pre-knowledge of the attack by other members of the Saudi military or any other foreign nationals who were training in the United States, we did learn of derogatory material possessed by 21 members uh, 17 had social media containing some jihadi or anti-American content. However, there was no evidence of any affiliation or involvement with any terrorist activity or group. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia determined that this material demonstrated conduct unbecoming an officer in the Royal Saudi Air Force and in the Royal Navy. And the 21 cadets have been disenrolled from their training curriculum in the U.S. military and will be returning to Saudi Arabia later today.
3: That's critical that we address these things within our military and any internal system of our government. Remember, if our great republic falls, more than likely it's going to be from internal forces. So we've got to be aware of these people. And I'm not saying it's just the Muslims. It's any individual. We've got to be aware and we've got to address We want peace and harmony around the world and we want you to have your religious freedoms, your right of assembly, your right to choose. However, when that interrupts somebody else's space, we've got to determine what is right. Now, if you're going to be a radical about your religion you've got to tone it down a little bit it's okay to believe but you cannot push your values on others in a forceful manner and yes here in the u.s we're guilty of it too i i admit that you see that's the pulse of our nation we live in a superior constitutional government and it's exciting to follow and it takes individuals to step up to the plate and act not react that's when things go well in a nation we're all involved we've got to be involved there's a lot going on in our world a lot of it can be depressing but you've got to stop the depressive thoughts and think about how to resolve these issues it can get heavy but we've got a lot of brilliant people in America and they can handle this our job as the little guys, Americans, the true people uh, in our system, our job is to educate ourselves, identify who's doing well and who's not, and to pluck those that do bad out of our system. It's critical. You know, don't let a bad apple spoil the whole basket of apples and that's a good way to think about things you don't want bad apples in the mix so don't be ashamed of speaking up when bad things occur we have to discuss these openly see america is strong like a chain but that chain is only as strong as its weakest link so we've got to remember we've got to identify these weak links and we've got to build those links make these links understand they can stand united and strong there's going to always be disagreements disagreements are great if they are handled in the proper way. That's how we resolve issues. If you keep things under the skin for a long time, things are going to snap, and you don't want that. That's why you want a healthy legislative body. You want those that are going to think logically and act responsibly that's how we get decent laws and another thing we have to follow the laws that are proposed and written up and enacted if we have laws on the books and they're not being followed what picture does that send to the world Well, anyway, let's carry on here with the morning issues that we're looking at. Uh, The Iran issue. I find this interesting. Uh, Boris Johnson says, replace Iran nuclear plan with the Trump deal. And, you know, more and more people are coming to that conclusion. Let's listen to... This little interview with Boris Johnson out of the BBC News.
5: Morning with Iran. I'm sure you're aware uh, the Iranian president has spoken in the last half hour or so, saying that shooting down of the plane was an unforgivable error and those responsible will be punished. What is the next step for you as as Prime Minister?
6: Well, obviously what we're saying to the Iranians, and I'm glad that they have accepted responsibility and I'm glad that they've identified it as a as an appalling Uh, mistake. And it does appear uh, that it was a mistake. It's very important that the bodies are repatriated and uh, in a a dignified way, and uh, that the families are allowed to to grieve and to have closure. Uh, Clearly, Iran, as President Rani has said, made a terrible mistake. Uh, It's good that they've apologized. The most important thing now, is that tensions in the region calm down and i was uh, i was actually in amman uh, just at the weekend talking to to uh, people in the region and they don't want a, a military conflict uh, between the west and iran i don't His want sanction's i don't want think? a military and let me be very clear i don't want a military conflict between us uh, between the united states and iran let's dial this thing down and you know, Iran. When you when you look at it, it's an amazing country. It's uh, eighty million people. It's got a young population. They're literate. They should be orientated towards uh, free markets, towards our way of doing things. And yet, they're the captives. They're the prisoners of uh, this approach, this government uh, that they have. Well, we're not easily going to change the government, but we need to engage with the people of Iran. But, we, need to work, we need to. Should they face consequences, Prime Minister? Well, I think that there is a very, very—you know—they've—they've they've clearly guilty of a of an appalling error. Uh, I don't think that uh, we are currently envisaging uh, any further escalation of the of the of the tensions.
5: You talked about um, dialing down the the thing that dialed this up in the first place was the killing of of General Soleimani ten yeah. days ago. Um, where were you when you first heard about that?
6: I was. I, I was. Uh, not in this country, but I worked very hard, as you can imagine, to ensure that there was a European response. And there was a good European response. There was a good UK response to the crisis. We were on, I we were on holiday also, there, weren't you? I worked also with... Uh, I, we're on, worked I, was, on I was, I was. It's no secret. And we, and we, got, a, we got a good uh, European response to the crisis. We worked with uh, the Americans. And with obviously we talked to uh, the Iranians, so of course, to the Iraqis, and um, I think that the, the UK played its traditional role, mm. which is to serve as the uh, as the bridge between the Euro- the European powers. Is the UK's traditional States.
5: role to not be told about that sort of thing before it happens, because the decision had already been made when after you know before you'd been well, informed about?
6: Well, let's, let, let's be clear. Uh, this is not this was not our our operation. Uh, there was no reason for us to be. But would you expect or, but, to be letting up? There, were no, on there that? were no there were no UK assets uh, involved, and it was perfectly right that it went ahead. As it as it, as, it, as it as it there's no reason for us to be uh, to be notified. Uh, our job, uh, once it had happened, uh, was to make clear our position, which was you know we're not going to weep hot tears over the death of a guy who has uh, who had the blood of british troops on his hands and let's be let's be frank nor on the other hand as i as i've just told you do we want to see uh, any kind of escalation
5: in the in the which, middle east which many will understand listening to listening to you this morning uh, and and some people watching this will say you know this was a, an opportunity for you to show leadership as as prime minister did you think about coming back from your holiday well uh, we had a
6: as i say um, our job my job was to concert the UK response and the European response to make sure that the uh, United States uh, understood our perspective and to work very hard to ensure that there was no escalation. And I think when you look at what has happened in the days since the, the death of Qasem Soleimani, I, I think you know, we are in a better place. That doesn't mean that the tensions aren't there. And uh, the UK will continue to work for engagement and dialogue. Now, we're going to come under pressure. Uh, Everybody will say, well, you've got to get rid of this nuclear deal, the JCPOA, right? This is what Trump wants to get rid of the, the JCPOA. My point to our American friends is, look, somehow or other, we've got to stop the Iranians acquiring a nuclear weapon. I think that's the most, that's what the, the, the uh, Joint Collective Points Agreement does, the JCPOA. But if we're going to get rid of it, then we need a replacement. Now, the problem with the JCPOA is basically, and this is, this is, this is the crucial thing, this is why there's this tension. The problem with the, the agreement is that from the, the American perspective, it's a flawed agreement, it expires, plus it was negotiated by President Obama. And it has it, it, from their point of view, it has many, many faults. Well, hmm. if we're going to get rid of it, Let's replace it, and let's replace it with the Trump deal. Okay, that's what we need to see, and I think that would be a great way forward. President Trump is a great deal maker, uh, by his own account, and and many others. Let's let's work together to replace the JCPOA. Okay, and get the Trump deal instead. Can I ask That's you
5: about your own deals? Do you think what's happened with uh, General Soleimani, ha- has that made it more difficult for Nazanin zaghari Ratcliffe to return well, to the UK? I know it's something uh, that you've been, I, I you know, think, been involved in, in during your previous jobs yeah, as well.
6: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think the, the FCM we all work very hard to secure the release of a number of very difficult consular cases, including Nazanin. I'm, I'm seeing Richard Ratcliffe, her husband, uh, very soon. Um, It's hard to, to say whether the death of Qasem Soleimani has actually made that particular case more or less difficult. I mean, I, I think Richard has his views; uh, others have different views. Let's see. Let's see how we go. Okay.
3: So there you have it. Uh, very interesting words from Boris Johnson. A uh, very smart individual. There, uh, himself, a very uh avid deal maker let's say it (laughs) Trump is doing a wonderful job with what he's doing around the world in not only my opinion but many other people's opinions let me confirm I did not vote for Trump I thought Trump would be a disaster just because of my own personal opinions and views And I hold them dear to myself. It built myself. It made me who I am. So I watch very closely. And the way Trump was speaking and all of that, I'm really not into all of that. So it kind of turned the cold shower on for him early in his campaign. Coming off of the Obama era and the do-nothing and the give-away-America syndrome, this is not good. When you've got your Joint Chief of Staff setting and addressing Congress, basically telling them, well, we take orders basically from the United Nations, and we look to draw up plans with them as an international body. Well, that basically is telling Congress, we don't need to work with you. That's not a good administration plan. And this is one thing I love about our president Donald J. Trump right now is he's not a globalist. And I feel that he's putting the pressure on where it needs to be right now. And it's critical for America's future. And a lot of people they're into this hype, they don't calm down and look at everything. I'm telling you, I'm probably voting Trump 2020, people. Uh, he He's really going to have to do something tremendous for me to change my mind at this point. There's a lot going on in the world today that our president is addressing that should have been addressed years ago. Iran is one of them. North Korea is one of them. And China is another. A lot of people don't like that. Well, baby food to me, people. I respect your opinion, but really step up to the plate and talk rationally about it and make me understand. Don't insult. Don't try to degrade Really make your case. That's what politics is about. And all of this baby food politics that have been slamming people for years, it's not getting things done. It's creating animosity, hostility. It's all right to step up and say, hey, no, I'm not going to do that but let's get out of the insult politics and let's do business. And I'm telling you, Donald Trump has stepped up to the plate and he's getting it done. For years, we watched things go downhill for America. And actually, I'm seeing a rapid rise effect In Donald Trump's presidency. It's doing wondrous things in America. It's shaking the core. And that's what we need. A little bit of ruffle is good people. Huh? Huh? Let's talk China a little bit here. Uh, The China trade deal has gone down people. And I trust in our... Great president right now to get it done, people. This man is tough. He's a negotiator. And that's why he's there. We need Donald Trump in the White House for four more years, people. Let's listen into Fox News right here on the trade deal with China is a win-win for the whole world.
7: As we look ahead to Wednesday's Wednesday's trade deal signing and obviously what is next, the Wall Street Journal is breaking down the last two years of uncertainty with China and the impact that it's had on our economy. Now, the Journal says the trade war with China took toll on the United States, but not a big one. Speaking from a Reagan economist, Art Laffer, Art, it's great to have you on this because the first thing that the journal talked about was, hey, there was was American farmers and those soybean producers that really have gotten hit over the last two years with this trade deal. Can they recover and how quickly?
8: Oh, I think the whole economy can recover very quickly. I mean, these farmers have a one-year cycle. I think that would be easy. I think, wasn't it President Trump said they got to get bigger tractors? I think they not only can recover, I think they can recover and gain a lot besides. I mean, Trump has always claimed that he was a free trader, and this is proof positive that he is a free trader. He's really trying to make the U.S. economy better, and I'm very pleased with this trade deal. I'm I'm, I'm excited beyond belief. Trade's my specialty area, and it's wonderful.
7: Well, good. That's why you're here. And, and let me ask you this, because this is the journal's words, not mine. But I want to get your reaction here. They say China is set to do little more when they sign this deal than restore agricultural purchases and offer some nice words on financial services and intellectual property. What do you say to that?
8: I say it's just that's uh, a little understated. I, I think it's much more than that. I think China is willing to really put in the whole hog on this deal and and really make a big trading expansion with the United States over time. I, I think it's much more than just a a small little step back where we were. I think it's going to be a very first step for a big, big relationship with China. China's our natural trading partner in this world. If there were ever two countries that could get the gains from trade, it's the United States and China. And I'm very excited. I was the first, one of the first group to go to China in 1970. In October of 1970, I went with George Schultz and John Ehrlichman. We did the pre-Kissinger trip, and I've, I've always fallen in love with China, and I thought that the relationship...
3: I want to pause it right there. Just for a moment, people. You know, China. China is a wonderful trade partner. That's very important to understand. And if our president strikes a wonderful deal with China, that is wonderful for the United States and the world. Because it brings harmony. Also... It brings balance to our trade, and that's very important. And we do not need China over there favoring with Russia, Iran, and other opposing forces to our Western democracy. We're a republic, rule of law, and this president... Doing this is a wonderful thing. Remember, trade with China is a good thing, but it's got to be fair and balanced. And that's what this is all about. Let's remember that. We need trade with China, but we want to make a deal that is equally prosperous. So let's finish listening in here. Relationship of China and the U.S.
8: would be so tremendous for both countries, and I still do.
7: Well, let me ask you this then, you know, the the impact on the economy, and that's what the journal is talking about. But, you know, the president has said before that he'd like to see 3% annual economic growth, but we may be more around 2% for 2019. I know you're bullish about us signing this deal with the Chinese. What do you think the impact's going to be for 2020 economic growth?
8: Let me just say that I understand the 3% number, I like it and all that's good, but you know, this economy has done extremely well over the last two years. If you look at our economy in the context of the world, all the rest of the world has been declining dramatically. We have not declined dramatically. We're the one shining light on the global community that's done really well. I like to look at the US economy relative to the rest of the world, and it's done nothing but expand, expand and expand. Our GDP today, is 2.5% higher than it would have been had we grown at the rate of the eurozone for mm-hmm. the last two years. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge, that's $700 billion. I mean, it's amazing what the tax bill did, what the deregulation has done. I have no, no hold back on the U.S. economy. It's performing magnificently. And if the rest of the world turns around in any way, shape or form in 2020, that will push U.S. economic growth even Mm -hmm. higher. So I couldn't be happier with how the economy has performed. And I'm anticipating a really good year in 2020.
7: Well, let me ask you before you go, who wins in all of this? We've talked about farmers, but what about the auto industry? What about furniture makers? What about fireworks companies? I mean, we've talked over the last two years here at Fox Business about so many of these industries that were impacted by the trade war. Who's the first winner? Who's the big winner?
8: The biggest winners are the US and China and the rest of the world. It's a win-win for everyone. These are called the gains from trade. Comparative advantage, David Ricardo. It is a win-win for the world, this free trade agreement. And, and you know, the further we go on free trade, the bigger the wins will be. The only losers I can see are some of the Democratic naysayers who are really, oh, 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 it's never gonna work. He's a protectionist. He's a tariff man and all that. They're the losers. The winners are all the American people and the rest of the world. You know, it's not us versus them. It's mm-hmm. us with them making a more profitable world for everyone.
7: All right. Art Laffer. Art, thank you for being here. Appreciate it.
8: Cheryl, you're doing a great job. Take over the show more often. i love <laughs> coming down with oh, you. Oh,
7: Charles, I'd love to hear that. Thanks. Art, Thank you, Art
8: Laffer. I love Charles, too. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> He'll be back.
3: And that is some wise words right there, people. A win-win when we deal with these people in the proper manner sometimes these uh, people around the world they get the wrong impression and sometimes it's good to set the impression right again we've been kind of laxedadal in our approach with foreign leadership And we've let this uh, bully mentality creep back into the world. We don't really need that. We need this president right now, people. We need balance back in the world. And that is so, so critical in what we are dealing with. Now, another thing that just came up. Is another round of U.S. sanctions hit Chinese companies ahead of the U.S.-China deal signing. Let's listen to that
2: real quick. Here. Uh, we have news of new sanctions on a Chinese company, but this is about the North Koreans. Edward Lawrence, what do you got?
3: Yeah, exactly. The uh, the Treasury Department has announced now new sanctions against a North Korean company and a Chinese company that's helping the North Koreans. According to the release, according to the Treasury Department, it says, with material support through technology and other means, transporting goods back and forth between North Korea and China. This breaks the sanctions that the U.S. has on North Korea. So they've sanctioned the North Korean company that is working with the Chinese company. Now, yesterday, you may remember the spokesperson for the Chinese foreign ministry warned the U.S not to sanction Chinese companies say that they, it does no good to do that. This is on the eve, I might add, of uh, signing the phase one trade deal. Now, not expected at this moment to affect that, but again, you know, it's got to be on their minds as they're going to come into the White House.
2: Thank Lawrence. We got it. Thank you very much indeed. So,
3: still working behind the scenes to make sure that America stays great. That is, is an active administration on top of things. You don't wait two days for a Benghazi incident. No, people. This, I'm telling you, is really good when you see activity, stirring things, making it right, setting things right. NATO, another thing. Donald Trump is doing is NATO. Isn't that wonderful, people? Gonna be huge, huge, huge. All right. Now you gotta understand NATO is a good thing if it's used properly. And this is. I'm impressed how Mr. Donald Trump, our wonderful president of the United States, is actually actively handling all of these things that have just irritated and pulled on me for so many years. The thing here, people, you've got to remember, this man doesn't need money. (laughs) And I'll tell you, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's not taking, he's not taking advantage, people. He's giving advantage. Please remember that when you mark your ballot this time. Explain that to those that need understanding. We live in a very active world. We need a very active president. This man has more stamina than a lot of people I know, including myself. I'm voting Trump 2020. He's got to do something really stupid to change that, people. Because what he's doing, he's a tactician, people. Brilliant. He's thinking 10, 20 Years ahead of these people. And that's a wonderful thing. Huge. You're going to love it. Just watch. And that's the point. I watched Obama administration do some horrible things to America. I don't like to badmouth ex-presidents. But when an administration works together tirelessly to change and alter the way the Obama administration did, it's disturbing. Internal forces creeping into our great and wonderful system, trying to enact and change slowly, incrementally active. We need a very active president. And I'll tell you one more thing that I'm very impressed with is the vice president of this United States of America. That man, he sits there. He looks very dignified. He handles himself very well. He looks presidential, people. Yeah, look out. As soon as Trump's done with the next five years, you might be seeing an active President Pence. So let's keep this ball rolling. It's very critical. We have a lot of work to do. And people like me, we have no chance of getting things done up there. We have to rely on our representatives and the people that we put into office And it's critical that we understand that Donald Trump and his entire team has been very active. Even with all of the debilitating efforts created by the opposition. Here he is, loud, proud, and ready for another four years. Yes, people. This president is active. All right, let's move on to the next thing we're looking at. Pelosi. Oh, criminy! We've got to bring it up. Yes. I hate to talk about this woman. You know, I kind of feel sorry for her at the same time because I don't know there might be something wrong that when we deal with mentalities like what difference does it make when we're dealing with the american people no matter where they are in the world such as benghazi what difference does it make this is the democratic way it seems what difference does it make It's American people. It's American interest. If we don't like that, there's ways to change it properly. That's what our system of checks and balances and all of these bright, brilliant people that are behind what happens, that's what it's created for. Remember that. There's ways to deal with everything. We've got to put away hostilities, anger, violence. We've got the right to peaceably assemble, not pick up torches, baseball bats, cover our faces and smash windows up. That's not going to change things for the good. That will change things for the worst. You're going to enact laws to act about, excuse me, react to the action that was taken. Anyway, let's move on to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, We're looking at the Fox News Network here, and they're talking about the deep regret that Nancy Pelosi is going to fill after all of this impeachment rhetoric. Let's listen in.
1: Joining me right now is investigative reporter and Fox News contributor John Solomon. It's good to see you, John. Good to be you know, to I, 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 I'm I'm sort of like whatever. I mean, who we'll see who gets the nomination, but I think we all know, right? The, I mean, the idea that Nancy Pelosi. With the background she's had and the years of experience, is suddenly being pushed around by a bunch of you know freshman Democrat women that uh, you know it's questionable sometimes what their motives are. I think that tells us a lot. What do you say?
9: Yeah, listen, I had an aha moment a couple of weeks ago. I was up up in Connecticut. That is a blue, blue, blue state, right? (laughs) And people there were scratching their head trying to figure out what was going on with Congress. They, They do not like this impeachment. They do not like the charade that it's become. They understand in real America that this is a serious undertaking that hasn't been taken very seriously by the party. And uh, and, you know, I was getting questions. And uh, as a journalist, you know, why are they holding it back when they said they were in such a hurry? And then uh, why, why isn't the transcript out? And was there there was no talk of the aid in the transcript? I said, no, you're right. And the American people are more attuned to the facts than the Democratic Party are. And I think they've taken this act to appease a very small wing of their party at the peril of their general election chances and at the peril of the credibility of their party. And that's something that Nancy Pelosi may look back on a year from now with deep regret.
1: Well, she ought to. I mean, so now it's advancing to the Senate, and there's yeah. a chance, you know, it basically just gets dismissed. But there's also a chance that maybe something actually happens. I mean, I get a kick out of Democrats now; they don't even want to call John Bolton forward. Yeah. Schiff was Adam on Schiff. The, the View yeah. today saying, "Hey, you know, uh, maybe we won't bring him forward because we don't want to make yeah. him a hypocrite." Give me a break. I mean, what they <laughs> have realized. I think. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've read all the testimony, uh, as have I, the, the, the yeah. backroom stuff as well. What they've realized, the Democrats, is that they don't have a case. So they can't try anything, can they, in the Senate?
9: They, they can't. And uh, Mitch McConnell has the upper hand. And I think also the most important thing to remember, and I think the dynamic changed significantly in mid-December for another reason the very people who are giving us this impeachment show now were the very people that sold us the Christopher Steele show for two and a half years. And when that inspector general came out and told the American public, I'm independent and I'm telling you the Christopher Steele dossier was bunk. Mm -hmm. There's an amazing thing that happened. The the Nancy Pelosi's and the Adam Schiff's and the Jerry Nadler's who were selling us that bad bill of goods two years ago, the American public heard that. And I think that the sentiments in the country, you saw impeachment go down very quickly. American people are far more perceptive than the Democrats are giving them credit for. They're putting on a bad production and they're going to see the crowd walk out.
1: You know, it's amazing. It's like when push comes to shove, I think Americans, they really, um, and you see this time and time again over history, they make the right choices. And look, you know, I I realize that a lot of people don't like Donald Trump and didn't vote for him, but 63 million Americans did. And he did win the election. So for them to go from, you know, Russian agent to Ukrainian uh, conspiracy to then. The the latest one just last week was war crimes. You know, John, I I don't know. Like, you know, it'll change, I'm sure, uh, within a a few more days. They're they're grasping at straws. They're trying to find anything they can. And uh, people see through it, right?
9: They do. And, you know, there are a lot of serious Democrats, but right now they're drowned out by the squad and Nancy Pelosi's antics. And uh, they know that their party is being marched off a ledge and uh, they don't want to see that. They'd rather get back to substantive conversations about health care and other things, but they don't see that happening because of the obsession in impeaching Trump and getting Trump out of office. I think they will look back with regret after this election, wondering what how they squandered their chances.
1: Well, I think it's um, probably true that there will be a lot of regrets from the Democrat Party, but you know, it's not that hard, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't have run no. Hillary Clinton, and you know you shouldn't be trying to impeach when we're just months away from an election. Hey, John, it's yeah. really good to see you. I hope you come back. We look forward. I, to you. I
9: hope so too. Thanks for having me on tonight,
1: John Solomon, everyone.
3: So there you have it. You know, and there is there's a rift within the Democratic Party itself, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and it's very interesting. I see a disruption coming. 2020 is going to be be a very, very interesting political year. I see some things in uh, my own mind (laughs) that might be very interesting and I want to discuss let's discuss them now before we get on to the uh, Bernie Sanders Elizabeth Warren you know this is your top spot on the Democratic ticket Bernie Sanders a socialist and Elizabeth Warren and I'm going to be respectful I'll not comment on that But anyway, um, now, there is a rift within the Democratic Party, and in my own belief, I think that has been building since the year 2000, when Mr. Al Gore was an upset candidate there, and Mr. Bush took the presidency from him. Remember, that went to the Supreme Court over the Florida thing. Very interesting. I think that really started a divide in the Democratic Party. And I don't know. I I could be wrong, but I just feel there's this rough edge there. And, you know, with this... New Greta Thurn, is it Thurnberg? Thornberg, the little girl they're using to push the global warming and all of that. Now, that's been being pushed mainstream, this green thing, this uh, global warming and the Al Gore thing. Now, is Mr. Gore thinking about possible independent ticket or coming in and saving the Democrats? And is it possible that Al Gore could face President Trump in the 2020 general election? Imagine that, people. Wouldn't that be a weird ticket? I don't know, that's my own fantasy. I I just keep on remembering and seeing Mr. Gore popping up. And usually when people start popping up and getting visualized during an election period, that signals something. Is it an underlying what they think is going to be an ace card? I don't know. It's something to think about. I would be very interested in your thoughts on that. You can always reach out to us. Send us an email at podcast at deadamerica.website. You can find all of our podcasts and the things that we do at deadamerica.website we're going to start doing a lot of different things on the website, in the real world, and in our real life, because to enact change, you've got to believe in the change, and you've got to start to change within yourself, that's very important. How we do that is educate ourselves. An active, well-educated citizen, that's going to make a strong America. Remember, we just talked about the strong links. Education. I wish I would have learned that a long time ago. And that's another point. It doesn't matter how old you are, people. You can train yourself to be different, act different, think different, live different. And when you slow your mind down enough to really consider possibilities instead of the naysayers that you surround yourself with, Start the change in your life today. Surround yourself with positivity. If it's not positive, walk away. Walk away. If you have to, run very fast. What you live is what you are, what you take in is what you're going to be. I'm living proof. Now, I've, I've had to change who and what I am, some of it willingly, and some of it not so willingly, some of those old habits, some of those old feelings that embed themselves when we're very young, they're hard to change at times. But believe me, baby steps, you can do anything. Change yourself. Surround yourself with positive. Think positive, act positive, and be positive as much as possible. It's hard to do. Believe me, I know that firsthand. With all the distraction, all the hostility, all the anger, the violence in the world, Choose to be positive and spread harmony. I don't care if you're into rock and roll. I don't care if you're into country. I don't care what you're into in your personal life. That's your personal life. What I care about is the social interactions with each other. This is what matters in our world the most. It's hard to do, because each of us are unique. We have our own opinions. We have our own desires. And we think in different ways. We have different mannerisms. And a lot of that brings hostility if we don't know how to deal with difference and hostility and anger that's the number one kinetic energy you know we've got to be able to control how we handle things in the world and when we hive mind up and we start just following the popular, and not doing our own critical thinking, that gets dangerous. So we've got to be aware of how we act, interact. Just how we talk to each other matters. I did not think about that for so many years in my life. How I used to cuss and swear like a dog... I still do once in a while, but I work hard to change how I interact with people. And my ability to articulate how I feel, it's important. And it's important that we understand you. And anger, it doesn't get your point across very well. It shows people that you are reactive to the situation. So we've got to pull our emotions back sometimes and understand the world is a bad place. We have to learn to live in a very bad playground and see the positive within it. Let me give you a hint here, people. I have been changing the media intake that I take in. Sure, I try to stay up on all the politics I can, all of the current events, all of anything that I can. But I try to keep it as positive as possible. And that means giving a message out when you articulate your message. And that's very important. So, it's interesting how some people react. And reaction matters. If it's bad, just let it slide off the side of your shoulder. Especially here on the internet. A lot of people, you know, they feel secure behind that keyboard and they're willing to do and say anything type anything in that chat box to get a reaction (laughs) Uh, i love you brother sister Uh, let me look here Uh, yeah it looks like brother all right so my message is about harmony unity and understanding each other reactivity and explosive mindset, that's not going to do anybody in the world or your life or yourself any good. So the change starts with you, my friends. That's the point. Yeah, before I used to react all of that stuff violently hostility slivitating you know none of that stuff bugs me anymore i don't react to how people come across to me what matters more to me is how i can maintain and still push my message out That's what matters in the world, people. Don't react to a negative situation. There's always a positive situation you can turn to. So identify, understand, learn, educate yourself. That's the best way to deal with disruptive forces in this world. Let's get back into this election cycle thing. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they're, they're the pick for the Democrats. Let's listen in.
10: The race for the White House now, and tonight's final Democratic debate before the first votes in Iowa. Senator Cory Booker, the latest Democrat to drop out of the race, as the remaining candidates prepare for some heated clashes in Des Moines tonight. Lindsey Davis is on the scene, and Lindsay, we're already seeing a skirmish between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren.
4: We certainly are. Good morning to you, Georgia. The storyline here is interesting. It's not so much a he said, she said, as it is his campaign says one thing, her campaign says another. And according to a new national poll, the national frontrunner is still Joe Biden, but many of the headlines are, of course, on Sanders and Warren and a growing rift. The stage is set for a fiery debate tonight here in Iowa as tensions rise between Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. The campaign's now duking it out over a private conversation in 2018 when Sanders allegedly told Warren a woman can't win. Warren saying in a statement, among the topics that came up was what would happen if Democrats nominated a female candidate? I thought a woman could win. He disagreed. Sanders denies the claims, calling the idea that he would say a woman couldn't win ludicrous, stating Do I believe a woman can win in 2020? Of course. After all, Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by 3 million votes in 2016. The Warren campaign also taking issue with a report alleging Sanders' volunteers are slamming her as a candidate of the elite, unable to expand the Democratic base. But despite a recent Des Moines Register poll showing Sanders surging to the top in Iowa, a new Quinnipiac poll suggests nationally the candidate to beat is still Joe Biden. Also, have noted from that Quinnipiac poll of the 35 percent of the people, the res- people who responded, said that they have made up their minds. The rest say they have no idea, still undecided about who they're going to vote for in the primary. So while there's a lot of focus on Warren and Sanders, remember, there's a total of six candidates on the stage here tonight at Drake University. George, get the popcorn. Yeah,
10: and that's way. why the candidates actually have to be careful. Iowa voters also have a history of punishing the candidates who get into fights before the caucuses. I know you're going to be there tonight, Lindsay. Thanks very
3: Certainly. much. Hi, everyone. George- So there you have it. You know, oh, Joe Biden, that's not a hope, people. I'm I'm telling you, that's not a hope. If you're depending on Joe for a win, you better think again. And this Warren and Sanders thing, that's a joke with no hope. Come on, Democrat. People, you have to get your ticket straight. You have to settle things within your party. There's a lot going on and it's up to you to fix it. If you want to take a ticket, you've got to have a candidate with some hope so i don't know it's up to you guys to figure all that out there's a lot going on in the world here and there's there's the republicans they held a news conference and i want to listen into this it's about 14 minutes long but i do want to go ahead and trudge through it because it's important to know what is happening right now, especially on this Republican ticket and how they are reacting to all of the negatives that the Democrat party has been throwing at them. Let's listen in real quick.
11: So he is uh, going to be back sh- shortly. Um And uh, we're pleased to be joined by our Chief Deputy Whip uh, and also by our Conference Secretary, Mr. Smith, who are both gonna uh, speak in just a few minutes. Uh, As we gather this morning, um, we're still obviously watching closely what's unfolding on the streets of Iran. Uh, Unbelievably courageous uh, demonstrations underway. Um, The Iranian people very clearly uh, understand the damage that their own regime is doing uh, around the world, the damage the regime is doing uh, to, to the nation of Iran, uh, and taking to the streets to protest, putting their lives at risk, absolutely literally. And uh, we all stand strongly with the people of Iran. Uh, we're also watching, we anticipate that the speaker will uh, finally bring a vote to the floor to name managers for uh, the Articles of Impeachment, Uh, Obviously, after saying for months and months it was urgent that President Trump be impeached, the Speaker of the House then sat on the articles uh, for many, many weeks. Uh, Unclear exactly what she believes she accomplished by it. Uh, We seem to be in exactly the same situation we were in uh, previously, uh, except that we've now had this tremendous delay, which means that important pieces of work like, for example, USMCA, which obviously uh, the House has passed, which we need to have passed in the Senate, uh, will not be taken up because the Senate uh, will now be focused on uh, the impeachment trial. So uh, we're going to continue to focus uh, on what's necessary to make sure we're upholding our oath to the Constitution and to make sure that we're continuing to work on the issues that matter to the American people. And uh, with that, I would like to.
3: With that, I want to take a break and do a few plugs here, people. Before we end the show, I definitely want to plug our friend over there at HoosierReason.com Andy Hoosier We will be with Andy at 4pm Pacific Standard Time today 7pm Eastern Make sure you tune in for that and you can find it at HoosierReason.com or just Google Hoosier Reason, you'll find Andy. And you can always go over to deadamerica.website. And we've got Andy's banner, the voice of reason, loud and proud right there in the center stage for you to click on. Come on over and join us today. And definitely subscribe to Andy's podcast and his website, his newsletter a lot of good information comes out of there. This gentleman takes time, he does research and he can articulate. You know, I'm I'm an old hillbilly on the backwoods of Oregon here. I do this because I care. Andy, he's a professional. This guy knows what he's talking about. He takes the time to do his research. He's on top of things. So definitely get involved over there with Andy. It's very good what he does, and he's just starting his own thing. Get over there, support Andy at hoosierreason.com. Wonderful insight and very logical reason. All right, so the next thing we want to do is thank castbox.fm. This is a wonderful place to get your message out, free speech, live uh, cast out there for all of your subscribers, followers, friends, family to get involved with what you're doing and build their interest, you know, push podcasting And getting your message spread. We need more of that today. We need people getting involved, talking, getting active. I know it's hard to understand politics. And that's why we do Free Circle Freedoms. You can also find that over at deadamerica.website. Free Circle Freedoms. We go through older... Textbooks and documents that were printed a while back that help us understand how civics and social activity really matter in our world. We outline constitutional principles, values, we try to help understand the Constitution. And this is another reason why we do it. It helps our reading skills. It helps our ability to articulate our message properly and effectively. And, you know, it may help somebody out there. I never know that. This is why I do what I do. It helps me educate myself for a better, brighter future. And along the way, I might help somebody. Isn't that enough? Isn't that wonderful? It's beautiful. That's the American way, people. Think about beyond yourself. Reach out, help, and be a blessing, not a curse. That's very important. Let's get back into this
11: introduce um, our uh, gentleman uh, from Missouri, Mr. Smith, uh, to talk about a range of issues connected to impeachment uh, as well as uh, USMCA.
12: Thank you, Madam Chair. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. Uh, just as the, the chair had stated, the Democrats, it looks like Nancy Pelosi is going to bring forth and releasing the Articles of Impeachment to the Senate this week. Um, Of course, she has stalled this process for a long time, in fact, probably longer than the entire impeachment proceedings in the House that she hold on to the articles of uh, articles of impeachment. Uh, They are the party of impeachment. If you look at history, which very few people have been looking into it, five out of the last six Republican presidents, Democrat members of Congress have filed articles of impeachment on. That's unacceptable.
3: Did you pay attention? The Democrats love impeachment. Pay attention to history, people. If you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. Let's carry on.
12: But it is acceptable of a party that is of impeachment. Um, I think a question that needs to be asked as the articles of impeachment move over to the United States Senate is – Will the four candidates for office for president of the United States be impartial jurors? Four people that's trying to fire the president of the United States in the election process. How can they be impartial jurors sitting through that process? That's a question that should be asked. That's a question that should be addressed. And I hope those four senators decide to recuse themselves. That is what's proper. That is what's fitting.
11: Thank you, Mr. Smith. Now I'd like to ask our
0: chief deputy whip, uh, the gentleman from Georgia, Mr. Ferguson, to join us. Thank you. And Liz, we appreciate the chance to be with you all today. You know, when I when I travel back home and and I listen to constituents and I I see what's going on around the country, um, I I think I think sometimes Washington thinks that, uh, that, that impeachment is the single most important thing on the planet. Um, folks back home are trying to live their lives. They're trying to go to work every single day. They're raising their family. They're raising their kids, and particularly those Americans in, in, that, that live in rural areas. As they are trying to rebuild their lives from, from decades of bad policy that have, that have helped destroy rural America, they are hungry to see us do something important like get USMCA finalized. We have exciting news on the trade front uh, this week. Uh, looks like the the president is prepared to, fa- to sign phase one of the, of the the China deal, but if you want to really know the cost of impeachment, besides on the credibility of the Democrats as, as as Nancy Pelosi continues to hold these articles, the real cost is to the American people as the delay of the USMCA continues. Had we not been dealing with impeachment, we couldn't have, we could have gotten this done sooner. And now impeachment stand in the way of this important piece of legislation getting to the president's desk and helping the american people and it is wrong and we need to do everything that we can to continue to push for american families we have been the party that has been doing that we have not been wrapped up in a very partisan prompt uh process here that has been, really been a real sham and a betrayal of the american people with that i will yield back to the chairwoman
11: Thanks very much, Drew. And now I'd like to turn things over to our leader, Mr. McCarthy.
10: Well, good morning. Uh, Over the weekend, the footage coming out of Tehran was nothing short of inspiration. With complete disregard for their own safety, the Iranian people took to the streets to have their voices heard. They were demonstrating against the government with a long history of opposing its own people, and most recently intentionally misleading them about a major international incident. After initially lying to the world, Iranian officials finally admitted that they were responsible for shooting down a commercial airliner that claimed the lives of 176 innocent people. The Iranian people rightfully objected this horrific decision by their own leadership. This is a leadership that just a few months ago killed 1,500 protesters for simply coming out to have a voice, freedom of speech. America should stand with anyone in the world who craves freedom. We have a long history of doing that. That's why I introduced a resolution in support of the protesters condemning the leadership of Iran for shooting down and killing 176 innocent people. This is not a political issue. This is a time that will test this Congress. Does it stand with those in the world who crave freedom? America is so much more than a country. America is an idea. An idea that's so powerful it can unite those even that's under a regime in Iran to crave the freedoms that America inspires. From Hong Kong to Taiwan to Tehran. This is an opportunity for this Congress to put politics aside. An opportunity what the Founding Fathers craved and built. An idea that we will able not only maintain it in this nation, but grow it around the world. This is a moment for this leadership to act. This is a chance of bipartisanship. This is a chance to change the course of what we gave a message to Iran government last week. I know there were those out there that thought somehow Iran would unite, but no, quite the opposite. They crave the freedom in which we inspire to show. So I ask all members to sign on, and this bill should be voted on. I know um, we just heard from Speaker Pelosi uh, that she will be moving the managers, which we had hoped for months ago. I know within her own leadership there were questions about why she held it. No one questions about what she gained, was nothing. But if there's anyone who gained from this, it'd be anybody who's running for president that's not in the U.S. Senate. With Iowa quickly on upon us in early February, those four senators who are running for president will now no longer have a voice. Interesting to me if I'd see the Democrat National Committee ask those who are not senators to not campaign while the others cannot. I know what happened four years ago. Something no one thought would, that the head of a complete party, the Democrat National Committee, resigning the day before, actually the night before the nominating convention. Why? Because emails came out to show that one of the main campaigners, Senator Bernie Sanders, was cheated. They had a process in there where they have superdelegates. <clears throat> superdelegates are the insurance policy for the establishment to determine who can become the nominee. Because of this horrific act, the Democrat National Committee actually removed superdelegates on the first round. Senator Sanders actually has a chance to win, but not now that Nancy Pelosi has held these documents. There was nothing gained. It goes against everything she said. But if you look at the true political nature of why, to harm one campaign and give a benefit to another the only rightful thing of Joe Biden to make a pledge not to campaign but Bernie Sanders cannot after what the Democrat National Committee had done to his campaign a few short
3: years ago. Open it up for questions. And there you have it. Very interesting, very intellectual, and I'm telling you, there's some upsets coming that we may not see. Better keep A close eye on things. You know, they're saying there's 42.8% of attendees at the Ohio Rally identified themselves as Democratic or Independent. There's a shift. There's a split. And there's a big win coming for Donald Trump this year I'll tell you watch the tickets closely watch the arguments and make sure you use reason logic understand if you don't talk to people understand what's going on this is very important this what this is what runs our lives and that's why i find it so critical not only for myself but for others to educate themselves about our political process get involved and don't shut up speak up be proud be loud and understand where you're going And who you might be taking with you. Safety first, my friends. Safety first. And that is what Donald Trump brings to America. Safety first. America first. You know, I have not heard that in so long. And we need that. Now, more so than ever... We need Donald Trump. And believe me, I did never think, I would never have thought that I would be saying that. You know, we need Donald Trump. But thank God we have him. He's doing huge things, wonderful things, magnificent things. And he's getting it done. He's working. Hard for American principles, American values, and everybody's right. You know, remember this. He not only fights for his right, your right, my right, he fights for everybody's right. We should be pushing freedom and democracy and a republic mindset throughout the world. I don't know how many of you remember the old Senator Larry Bird. He explicitly warned about entering into Afghanistan and getting in that quagmire I don't know, internal forces sometimes work against the American values, the American principles, the American freedoms, which we should be pushing around the world. A lot of men and women died for our rights, our freedoms. I don't understand all of it, but by golly... I'm digging deep. I want to understand it all. That's why it's important to understand your history. Yes, it can be boring. Yes, it can be very, very hard to pick up a book. But why don't we try that? Why don't we set down the cell phone and pick up a book? Once a week, challenge yourself. The more we can read, the more we can understand. And, you know, this is very interesting. If you can't challenge yourself and bring yourself to a better place, a better position in life, You just make it harder for yourself. So when we take up learning and we get involved and take an active role in our life, our mindset, that's when we start winning. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay not to understand. The only way we understand is to ask questions, to pick up books, learn. And here, challenge, this is the thing. Challenge what you to learn, always. And that does not mean be a smart A, you know, you've got to uh, have an adult mindset with everything you do in life. It's okay to kid around, joke around, but when it comes to life and business, be very serious. Be very precise, be active, involve yourself. Sometimes it hurts to get involved and to learn to participate when you're actively in pain all the time. This chronic pain syndrome can suck for people. Believe me, I know. I deal with it all the time, but yet I want to learn. I'm over 50 years old but yet I'm eager I'm always learning I can learn from a child I can learn from just setting alone dig deep be critical to yourself of yourself but yet remember to be gentle with yourself Yes, we all do bad things in life and we've all got to put ourselves in check and when we start understanding life is a wonderful thing and it's not a burden things start changing for us it starts with education that's where it starts, people. Always try to challenge yourself. I miss uh see words all the time, but I challenge myself all the time. It's it's to better myself. I don't cry about it, I don't get embarrassed about it. I used to. Used to get angry because people go, hey. You're saying that wrong. Now I crave that. I want to know how to say it. So I can better myself. I don't get embarrassed. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. If there's a weakness within yourself. Identify it. Challenge yourself. And work very hard. To repair it. Because when we work on ourselves first. Everybody outside of ourselves win. Because a better you brings a better world. It all starts with you. Positive thinking. Being there for one another. Without judgment. Hostility. Sure, I don't like... What a lot of people do. What a lot of
4: people say. But it's
3: up to me. How I handle it. And I choose to try to be positive. In any type of situation. Life is so precious and short. Get involved. And stay active challenge yourself daily independent thought and think about others don't take advantage give advantage I'm going to wrap her up today before I do we're going to plug Andy Hoosier one more time hoosierreason.com we're going to be with Andy later today talking about whatever comes up A lot of history, a lot of uh, educate yourself, you know, and Andy is one of those that can help you educate yourself about the now, about what's going on, especially in that political realm when you are seeking some understanding. This is a bright young man, and I'm telling you, You need a little bit of reason in your life. Get over, check out Andy. He's great. We need to get involved, people. So come over, sit with us today, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 Eastern Standard Time. Go over to deadamerica.website and you can find Andy's banner right there, Loud and Proud. Click on it. It'll take you over to see Andy and get involved with Andy. He is starting his own thing. Uh, He's looking for participation. And I'm telling you, we need more people like Andy willing to step up, speak out, and tell it like it is, how you see it. We don't always have to agree, but we should listen. We should understand. That's what we are. We need to teach ourselves, and the way we teach ourselves is get outside of ourselves. Yes, we know what we understand, but challenge yourself and listen to somebody else. Don't disrupt them and let them say their peace of mind. With that being said, CastBox FM is a great platform to live cast your message out. They give you an active RSS feed. You can do multiple shows free, people. This is a wonderful place to get your message out. A lot of activity, involvement comes through this place and I'm very impressed with the ambassadors over here at CastBox. You know, sometimes I can be a little bit of a moron when it comes to these computers and it gets frustrating. And a lot of times it's human error. So... These wonderful people step up to the plate, they get right back to you, and they take care of business. CastBox FM is a wonderful place to have your podcast, get your free speech out. Because everybody should have a podcast or a live cast. Live casting's a little harder because uh, there's a whole different world about it. But yeah, we're always trying to get involved. If you go over to deadamerica.website, click on any of my show uh banners there and there are call to action tabs on those players. If you click on those, you know, I try to stay off of Facebook, but Facebook is a great place to meet other people. So, I do want to help people starting out to get involved with podcasting. So I started a podcasting group. If you're interested, go check out our new Facebook group. There's nobody there yet, but who knows? Somebody might need some help, and we're always willing to help people. And a lot more people should be getting involved and doing whatever they can thinking about their community, their world, and, you know, pushing good morals, ethics, logic. None of us know everything, so we need each other. And this is the point. I've been trying to change my life, who I hang with, who I listen to, so I can be more active and involved in a better tomorrow, a better world for everybody. And the only way we get there is active participation. That's what our political system is. And we need your vote. Get involved. Get educated. And don't be embarrassed. Ask questions. It's always a wonderful thing. Because that's the only way we actually learn, people. Put down the pride and get on the ride of education. It's wonderful. No matter where you are in life, there's always somebody there that you can talk to. Podcast at deadamerica.website. That's our email address. We're here, CastBox FM, every weekday morning about 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Make sure you tell all of your family and friends, get over here, get involved. We open up the mic at the end of the show for free speech. We give everybody five minutes. I shut off my microphone and sometimes even my headphone. That's your right. If you don't like it and you can't stand it, you turn the channel, people, Don't get aggravated, excited, and balled up. Do something about it. Go find something else to listen to and be positive. With that being said, I'm opening up the microphone for free speech. If you're on CastBox FM, there should be a telephone there that you could click on. Do you want your time? It's hard to get on and say how it is sometimes, but you're always welcome here. All right, with that being said, thank you for listening to us today. Join us right back here tomorrow and join us over at Andy Hoosier's uh, Voice of Reason show this afternoon, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 Eastern. God bless you. God bless the USA. And thank you to every veteran, past, present, future. You make America proud and strong.
0: Ed Waters, out.